Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. If you enjoy One Hit Thunder, which I'm assuming you do considering you're listening to it right now, I want to tell you about another great music podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's called Riffs on Riffs. On this season of Riffs on Riffs, hosts Toby Braswell and Joe Watson are breaking down one iconic pop song each week. Everything from Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer to Journey's Don't Stop Believin' to Naughty by Nature's OPP. Each week, they crack open the song, trace its history, decode those cryptic lyrics, and unearth the hidden gems in its musical DNA. Not only do they dive into the song's history, lyrics, and impact, they also go down some fun and oftentimes hilarious rabbit holes. So yeah, if you're a fan of One Hit Thunder, I think you'll also enjoy Riffs on Riffs. So go hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 2007, the song Throw Some D's hit the radio and rapper Rich Boy's life changed. He dropped out of college and his song was remixed and sampled by some notable artists such as Lil Jon, Andre 3000, Nelly, and Travis Barker. This week, we're joined by Philadelphia rapper Khalil Slaughter to discuss Rich Boy's fire beat, life as an independent rapper, and the connection between hip-hop and heavy metal. One hit is all you need To make the money guaranteed And you can live off royalties Forever And it makes me wonder Is it just a wonder Or is it one hit thunder Alright, so today... Uh, with our guest Khalil, we are going to talk about Rich Boys Throw Some D's. And I got to admit right off the bat, this is strange and this is the first time this has happened. This song flew completely under my radar. And it's not like I'm a guy that doesn't listen to hip hop. 2007, you had Kanye's Graduation came out, Lupe Fiasco, The Cool, Jay-Z, American Gangster. All these huge rap albums came out. But for some reason, despite the fact this song was such a hit, it flew under my radar. So in researching for this episode, I got to experience this song for the first time. I probably listened to this song 20 times in a row because this beat is so fucking awesome. And and so, Khalil, I just have to thank you right off the bat for picking this song because I may have never even realized it. And everyone, everyone I talk to about this, I like texting people like, yo, do you know Throw Some D's? And they're like, yeah, of course I know that. And I'm like, how did Chris, I miss this hell, song? man? Seriously. Oh, dude, I was in 10th grade when that came out. Honestly, I always caught the ass end of the video. Like going uh-huh. off, but the like you said, the beat is phenomenal. 
Yeah. Like it, as soon as it drops, it's just it's so commanding. You just can't help but turn your head, and it's like, what the hell is that? Ooh, but that's interesting. Yeah. You've never heard it until, so I feel pretty uh pretty cool for for showing that to you, man. I don't know what yeah. that says about me. But, <laughs> no, uh, man, it's amazing. I I I have to thank you. I think this might be my favorite song that we've done on uh, One Hit Thunder now because I can enjoy it like it like to me <laughs> to me this song just came out, and you better believe that this song will be on repeat bass all the way up right you know when i leave today it's it's so fucking good and this guy never really had another hit other than this which is strange to me and and on this song which was his one hit it was so good that then there was a remix that had like andre 3000 and nelly and and like just this all-star lineup the beat was so undeniable that you know some of the biggest artists in music at that time, and some of them even still now, just couldn't hold back, man. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, I actually forgot. Thanks for saying that. I forgot that uh, Andre 3000 was on a remix, because I remember like Andre 3000 is such like a rare Pokemon in hip-hop nowadays. Like To see his <laughs> yeah. name on something, it's like, holy shit, Andre 3000? And I remember he destroyed, like, he destroyed it like in a good way. He just took over, man. I would love to just say this real quick, Chris. You're so 2000 and late. I don't use that I, often. <laughs> I can't believe that, man. 13 you're years right. later, you about to be bumping crit- I'm a, a rich boy. <laughs> yeah. like, that's awesome, man. That, that's good, man. I love the classics too, man. So. I, I mean, hey, you know what's crazy too is I, I feel like I always have my finger on the pulse. Like I know all the songs and artists that are out in 2020 right now. I missed it somehow and I don't know how. I, I don't know, man. I, I, 2007, I must have been living in a cave or something my exposure to this and khalil will probably know this at this time i wasn't really listening to the radio anymore so i missed a lot of radio hits so the first time that i heard this was because girl talk sampled it on one of their albums and i was like "Ooh, like what's this and then the other time i heard it was when soldier boy tell them sampled it but completely the soldier boy version is so funny to me in a way that only Soldier Boy could be funny, which is that this song's obviously like about getting a Cadillac and trying to really pimp it out. And his was about arguing with his teacher about him failing all of his classes and asking her to throw some D's on that. Oh bitch. my goodness. <laughs> yeah, like, See, now I had no idea. I had no idea about that. That's fucking awesome, man. I, I remember that being a joke. I guess, like, when people were saying that, like, what did Rich Boy say, you know, when a report card came and it was all F, throw some D's on it. I didn't know that Soldier. Of course, Soldier Boy would do that. He'd ruin shit. <laughs> That's his <laughs> Oh, God. Soldier Boy touched it. Great. <laughs> hey, I have to admit that I assumed throw some D's meant throw some dollars on a stripper and that's not what it means i don't know man i think it's a double entendre man yeah I maybe think only us only us smart people will get that we'll be able to decipher it for what it really is but um, Cl- Clil, did you know what the original meaning of throw some d's was though i, I, I didn't wasn't... know what a d was no I, I still don't know what what the fuck is a d what is the d oh uh, well here we go i'm glad i get to i oh, get to let you guys know so <laughs> It's referring to to furnish a newly acquired vehicle with Dayton rims. Now, to go to go a little deeper, Dayton's 
Did you know what Dayton's were? I didn't know what Dayton's were. I've heard of Dayton's. A lot of rappers like Dayton's. So, yeah. uh, Spoked okay. wire wheels used by race cars back years ago before mag wheels took over. Now they're adored by low riders. <laughs> so, ah. so it's throw some Dayton rims on your Cadillac is basically what they're saying in this song. And I think that's pretty cool. That's way cooler than throw dollar bills on a stripper. But always is. But if this single was released as throw some Dayton rims on your Cadillac, I don't think it would have been well, the hit that it was. <laughs> Well, like, like Khalil said with a double entendre, I think this might go quadruple entendre uh, because it's been used for all kinds of things. But it's also used to describe making something better with a bit of cash flow. Such things are used every day from tipping a waiter slash waitress so one may acquire good service to putting money into one's computer network to make it better. So the examples of some sentences that I found on the internet was, I had to throw some Ds at that sucker just so he could serve me. And the other one was, <laughs> man, <laughs> the other one was, man, that's one shitty cell phone. You ought to throw some Ds at that sucker. <laughs> I, I learned all kinds of stuff. Rich boy taught me all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and Khalil, I got to ask, how, how do you feel about that waiter one being that your first really big rap single was the server life rap song about your struggles being a waiter it really hits home for me honestly i wish i could have <laughs> i wish i could have utilized that term a lot more i would have been very vocal with with my patrons i would have been like yo don't some like catch them while they're walking out after leaving me a shitty tip and it's like running out after them it's like yo yo throw some d's on it yo come on like giving the puts and boots face and, nah that's awesome man and it's so funny because now i'm totally gonna say that you all started something so if you all want to take this opportunity, like we could bring this back, yo, we can make this I, major. To me, Chris, it's I don't new. know if you already started doing it. If you have, <laughs> I mean, we're late to the party, bro. But. <laughs> to me, it's new. To I, I, I wasn't saying throw some D's in 2007, so I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna try to use this three times in regular conversation. Nice. <laughs> it's, oh, like, yeah. it's, it's Friday night tonight. <laughs> I am definitely, uh, you know going to throw some D's at a pizza tonight or I, I don't know. I'm going to do, <laughs> Hey, I want to talk about this song features another, another rapper who I was not familiar with. Palau the Don. Polo the Don. It's actually Polo. pronounced Polo. Yeah. Polo the Don. Yeah. Polo the Don. Okay. He actually produced it. His verse is trash on it. He said a line about every freak should have a picture of Dude. my dick on their wall. Were you going to say something? Because that always bothered me. I remember I was vibing out. First time, every time I listened to that song, I was like, yo, this song goes hard. Mm, mm. And then every freak should have a picture of my dick on their wall. And it's like, oh, ew, ew. Can you just like imagine that? Just imagine that. Imagine this room or their room. Justin Dude. Bieber and Sync Backstreet Boys, Polo the Don's dick. <laughs> dude I, that's i have that written down because i i wanted to say that is the most ridiculous line i may have ever heard because <laughs> yeah i i don't know like picturing women that you've slept with having a picture of your dick on their wall as, right. if, that, as if that's something that people do it's i don't know i think is it, is of, it hard is it flaccid what what kind of dick what i don't dick, know what version of your dick is on the wall i feel like this is part of like the long history of hip-hop which is producers getting a verse on a song and it being know. trash because yeah. i i've talked about this before on on social media but like Mo Money Mo Problems is a one verse song, really. Like when you really analyze how much we love that song, it's only because of Biggie's verse. Because right. Diddy's so bad on it that he goes over the intro into the hook on his verse yes. by yes. like three beats. Classic Diddy. 
Bigger than a city like downtown Square. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 But I am really glad to have heard this song. I guess in 2007, you know, I'm looking at like what was going on and I'm like, yeah, I know all the rest of these songs, I think. You know, we always like to look at what was going on that let this song rise to the top. And yeah, right. At, a, at around this time, you know, I see Cupid's Chokehold from Gym Class Heroes. Like, right. hell yeah, know that song. Uh, Don't Matter by Akon, I know that one. That's Why I'm Hot was up there. Oh, that was Go- awful. That was just yeah. awful. I hated everything about that. That chorus is just uh, an atrocity. You triggered me with that one. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Chris mentioned that this song, like, rised up to the charts, and it, like, legit rose up to the charts. It peaked at number six, and it jumped 21 spots from 37 or 27 to get to the sixth spot. Wow. Like that's, that's not like a normal billboard leap. You know what I mean? Like right. usually it's like baby steps up there, but like when you track this through the month of March, it was like, when I was looking at the weekly charts, it was at like 70 and then it was at 50 and then it was at 30, then 27 and then six. Like it was just massive steps up wow. the chart. Wow. I wish it would have took over number one as far as being triggered by a song there, Khalil. uh, Number one at the time was Glamorous by Fergie. Oh, that's that's kind of a banger, man. I kind of like that. uh, I don't know about that one. I miss Fergie, man. Shout out to Fergie. I think Glamorous was probably the worst of the Fergie singles off of that album, though. Because yeah. I, I was really into Fergalicious and London Bridge. Like, I right. thought that those were, like, bangers. I like Don't don't Lie. Don't yeah. Lie's good. Yeah. Yeah, but as far as 2007 in general, Irreplaceable from Beyonce, Umbrella by Rihanna, that's a oh, jam. Wow. wow. And No One, Alicia Keys, that's also a jam. And best-selling albums that year was Daughtry, Fergie, Akon, Hannah Montana, Nickelback, Timberlake, High School Musical 2 soundtrack. So I guess it... It's, it makes sense that uh, Throw Some D's uh, rose up around that time. It, it seemed to be Throw Some D's time, I think. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, when it comes to this song, I'm trying to, th- there wasn't really a lot of info. Rich Boy was kind of like in and out. And then I, dude, I listened to, I sometimes if you look somebody up, especially the name Rich Boy, like maybe there's another person named Rich Boy by goes by that name. Yeah, so I looked up like a 2020 release from Rich Boy and I was like, this can't be the same guy. But then I kind of think it was. It was pretty bad. It was definitely still like kind of rap, but it also like had sort of a reggae vibe and had a lot of auto tune on it and wasn't, it was pretty bad. And I I won't, I don't want to drag Rich Boy if that wasn't, this actual rich boy it was just somebody else on apple music uh using that name but it definitely came up under when i when i had it it had throw some d's up underneath it on like the also from this artist so i don't know it was pretty bad so maybe that explains the one hit wonderness of this i do want to get into a, a quick question that's not actually tied to rich boy but it's i think it's an interesting conversation is one of the big things for this song was this was around the time that Travis Barker started doing drum covers of hip hop songs. Um, we mentioned Soldier Boy Talum already. He also did a really good one for uh, Forever, Drake's like first big blow up, and he did throw some D's. And I feel like that was the beginning of a trend that I've been seeing a lot in general, but obviously I've been seeing it firsthand uh, being friends with Khalil, which is people who were hip hop heads slowly merging into also being uh, metal heads and oh, yeah. vice versa. 
there's like YouTube reaction video channels that are just like metalheads listening to rap for the first time and becoming huge hip hop heads. And I'm curious for you, is there like a breakdown that you can think of from like a sonic standpoint on what it is about these two genres that feel like they couldn't be more different, but seem to be this perfect meeting ground for for metalheads to get into rap music and rap fans to get into heavy metal that like has just gone unnoticed until the last like maybe four or five years? Honestly, I think like with with, with turn me on to metal, I think I was always into, I was always into metal. I didn't know that I was really in love with it until like I, I started off with the Lincoln Parks and the Corns and the system of a downs. And of course that's considered new metal. Uh, apparently a lot of people gravitate towards new metal before they get into metal as a whole. Um, it's like an introductory to it. I always just liked, I feel like the, the, the aggressiveness is, is similar. I don't know something about me, you know, something I could bob my head to. I think that was really what got me into it. The, um, it gives me, the, the, it just resonates with me. Like, I, I, it, it's weird. Like, I, I guess you could bob your head to any kind of song, but I guess the, uh, I feel like rap has somewhat of a, a sense of defiance to it. And of course, so does metal. Um, you know, a lot of people that listen to metal, you would say that they're, you know, we're outcasts, or we're misfits, we're this, we're that, you know, we don't want nobody telling us what to do. And, you know, kind of like punk rock, it all, it all goes, you know, hand in hand, in my opinion. But, um, I don't know if I answered that question right. I don't even know if I answered the question. Holy shit. I, I totally agree that the aggression would be the the binding thing between those two. Because I remember, uh, you know, in 1991, there was this movie came out called Judgment Night. I barely remember the movie. Do you do you know that movie, Matt? I know where you're going with, though, because this soundtrack was like infamous. Yes. Yeah, the soundtrack was all rappers or rap groups mixed with metal bands. The first time I remember metal and rap coming together and that whole soundtrack was all that and i I can't remember who all i I actually want to look now i remember one of the big standout ones i'm pretty sure onyx yeah biohazard and onyx did a song together and that was like one that i always remember from that you know and it kind of it kind of stemmed from uh you know, not that they were metal, but you you had the Aerosmith and Run DMC collaboration in, right. in the 80s. And, you know, not that Aerosmith was metal, but they were a rock band, uh, right. you know, and I think that, you know, you had people that liked rock turning their noses up at rap thinking that, you know, oh, they're just talking. You know, I, I remember that was always the thing that people didn't like rap. Oh, it's just you know, he's just talking into a mic like, and yeah, motherfucker, you get on there and try to do that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. And how fucking hard it is, which I would argue that coming up with, you know, naturally having a flow, having a tone in your voice that works, being able to come up with clever lyrics that sing well, that, that flow well. I, I would argue that that's more difficult than learning how to play a fucking guitar. Yeah. You know, people to this day probably still hold that opinion if they don't like rap music. But you know, that Run DMC Aerosmith was the first time it was like kind of a rock band endorsing rap. And then, you know, a few years later, that Judgment Night, Judgment Night soundtrack was really awesome, dude. And that bring the, bring the noise fucking rocks. Well, oh, so it, it's funny because I'm looking at the track list and like there's a, a decent amount of heavy metal uh, and rap stuff. And then there's like these weird like alternative and grunge bands mixed with rappers and the weirdest one that I am going to have to download and listen to when we're done recording is Dinosaur Jr. featuring Del the Funky Homo Sapien. That's probably good. That's like a perfect <laughs> mashup because it's like 
two very underappreciated artists in like massive genres. Dude, Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I gotta uh, I gotta listen to the soundtrack tonight. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I'm like Faith No More. I don't know who the Booyah tribe. I mean, I guess I, I've heard of them in the past. I'm not too familiar with them, but I'm like, I'm, I'm I like Faith No More a lot. This is yeah. interesting, guys. I'm looking at this helmet in House of Pain. Yeah. Living Dude, color I, wanna... and I had never heard so the soundtrack's a lot better than the movie we could assume. Is that uh, yeah, I, I can barely remember the movie. I I, I see Emilio <laughs> Estevez, Cuba Gooden Jr. Wait a minute. Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Yo, wait a minute. Did you say Piven? If Piven's in it, I'm Jeremy gonna check Piven's it out. Piven's in it, yeah. Holy hell. Looks like we're gonna have a judgment night when we watch this movie <laughs> at night and judge it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Yep. (laughs) I see definitely how those two types of music and and yeah you said it right off the bat Khalil the aggression it is it is just the rejection of the bullshit on the radio and 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 just feeling that you know you know turn up the bass I want to feel that kick drum yes yeah I want to feel that's that's how I listen to all music so you know absolutely uh, man I I'm I was just driving around uh Aston had merciful fate on I don't know if you guys know King Diamond with his falsetto high pitch yeah oh that'll scare some people man behind a nice elderly woman who had the windows down it's like oh you fucked up today lady I feel like heavy metal and hip-hop are like the music that scares parents in white suburbs. Yes. (laughs) They both like fall in that same category of like, uh, you can listen to whatever you want. Just none of that rapper, none of that heavy metal screaming stuff. And it's like, Oh, well you've just made both of those so much more appealing for me to go. Yeah. So, so it all, it all makes, it makes sense. Khalil, that's what you do is, is the mix of the two. Correct. It's something like that. Um, I get a lot of uh, as much as I try to incorporate. I like I like the sound of a guitar. Um, I st- I'm yeah. still practicing. I still want to throw in like actually bring in artists who play guitar. To the- I don't work well with people. Fun fact about me: um, having to rely <laughs> on people. Yeah, I just hate the idea that it's like you know, oh, y'all could play guitar on one of your songs. And it's like all right, worse. So that means we actually have to like schedule it we actually have to make sure you can come through and lay something down and that just skews me the fuck out so i'm like now nah, i'll just do it midi style i'll just right. replicate it however yeah i mean I, I try to incorporate i like so many genres of music uh i never want to be one-dimensional but this new ep creep the creep ep 
is so good. And we're definitely going to close out with one of the songs when we wrap up. I was I was looking forward to this. Brian and I, my brother and I have been talking about how we're like, this is the best thing Khalil's released. Oh, you guys are great. Thank you. Dude, it's so good. But like, you've been doing this since like middle school, right? Yeah, I mean, I started writing. Uh, fun fact, the thing that I always like telling people, it's like, I started writing. I'm going to be straight up with you guys. All right, don't tell nobody this. <laughs> I started rapping because Lil Bow Wow came out. And I was like... Fuck that <laughs> motherfucker. I was like, fuck <laughs> Girls like him. Girls think I'm repulsive. Fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to rap. Watch this. And the rest is history. Um, So thank you, Bow Wow, who I just saw in the news for like punching his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach. So you know what? No. Take his, yeah, no, some shit. I'm like, ah, oh, man, the mighty have fallen. <laughs> God damn. But yeah, man, I mean, I've, I've always just... I always liked rap, man. The first, the first uh, rap song that I ever heard was "Deep Cover" by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, and honestly, I think that's one of the best introductions to hip hop. The baseline, Candaria, apparently, which is a metal band, they covered that. They're like a jazz fusion metal band. They actually, covered yeah. Deep Cover with. That was uh, one of my favorite songs. That was the one that opened my eyes to a whole new world. I'm pretty easy when it comes to music, man. I like everything except for for gospel and country music. I remember one of my like highlights in life and unfortunately the internet has scraped all of these videos now but um right when mca died i contacted you and our friend eric and i was like hey do you want to do three beastie boy songs right. and i don't think either of you were really that knowledgeable with the beastie boys at the time so i'd sent you like the three big singles and said learn these and you were like dude I didn't realize how good the Beastie Boys were. Yeah, and man. That, yeah, that stuck with me forever. I was like, yes. I'm, I'm still, I'm still intrigued by the fact that the Beastie Boys started off as a punk band. I think that's so fucking cool. For so for them to kind of, you know, turn move move there because they still incorporated punk going forward in their music. They always did. It never that element never really left. Right, like throughout their career. Fight for your right to party. Clearly a punk song, right? Even like looking at old pictures of them, I saw a picture with uh, it was Rick Rubin with Slayer, Beastie Boys, LL Cool J. These pictures from like what eighty five, eighty six. I'm like, that's so fucking awesome, man! What a lineup. Yeah, they, you know, that Beastie Boys, they did that recent kind of like a documentary where they're talking in a live theater and showing old pictures and everything. And their their story is pretty inspiring. Yeah, like you said, they started out as a punk rock band and then. They got big off of those like party songs, but they right. they were kind of straight up like, yo, that wasn't even who we are. We were. They wanted to be a legit band and musicians, and they kind of like, you know, sold them as this like silly party band, and they right. got huge. They got huge because of that. But then they had a, a huge fall after that, and they came back and just made the most creative music they could make, and really tried to like incorporate all different styles of music from everything from like jazz to like, you know, obviously like you still had the punk rock songs and everything, but always, always incorporating all those different elements. And I think that's so fucking cool, man. Like to, to be able to take all your influences and make something completely new. Cause I don't think anybody really sounds like the beastie boys, whether you like them or not. Oh, absolutely. Not, nobody not. really sounds like them, you know? Right. Right. Even in their later stuff. Like I love like MCA. What other rapper would write a line? Like, I've got more rhymes than I have gray hairs and that's a lot because I have my share. It's like who brags about how gray their hair is getting in a rap right. song. Meanwhile, I'm over here like 
trying to find an idea and they made it seem so simple just to get not even it's, it's it's almost like i would say imagination but it's like or lack thereof because it's like i mean damn you just look at your face gray hair let me write about that shit <laughs> fuck i would never write about my eczema or my my awful looking teeth for anything but hey guess what man more power to those guys man and yeah like you said you know the sincerity of it like who who wouldn't want to i don't like seeing people that put on fronts it's like give me show me who you are Show me that you're human. Show me, you know, people like to connect. Right. Even, yeah. even, if, even if you're not, even if we're two different people, we can still connect. We don't have to have similar interests to connect. It's 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 a matter of, of saying how genuine you are. So I can see that with the Beastie Boys, man, because those dudes, like you said, yeah, they ain't never trying to act like they were thugs or anything like that. They were just like, yo, shit, man, we just three dudes fucking chilling, fucking having fun. You either fuck with us or you don't. And everybody fucked right. with them. And that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered, you know, with, you know, and I, I love rap music and a lot of times it's about the beat and it's about the feel and the way it makes you feel. And a lot of times the lyrics are a lot of times about money. I've, the thing I've always wondered about that. And, you know, I can listen to a song like that and be like, yeah, this is how I, I want to have money someday. And I imagine, you know, so it's kind of like this fantasy of having all this right. money. Yeah. Um, but I've always wondered like when it's going to come back around and people are going to rap about not having money. I mean, not that that hasn't been done here and there, but I'm saying like that be the cool thing, like rapping about re- more real life shit that you can relate to rather right. than Dra- rather than Drake rapping about like his ridiculous mansions and things like that. I love Drake. Don't get me wrong, but right. I'm just saying like, I I've been waiting for that moment where that flips, you know, and, yeah. and you, you have these songs where, and I know there's also the conscious wrap up out there. That's, that's really deals with, you, you know, social issues and things like right. that. And I think of people like De La Soul was a good example and, and, and stuff like Most that, staff, but you know, it's a yeah, right. Yep. Common, yep. You know. yeah. That's, a, that's always been my favorite era of hip hop. I've, I've always said that, that, that nineties stream of conscious, um, right. I think they refer to it as alternative hip hop, like Tribe even, West, right. yeah. Fuck yeah. And even, and even the artists now that are like still holding that ethos, like Sage Francis and, mm. and atmosphere, both stem from that as well and like because right. i used to be that kid that was like oh i listen to everything except for rap uh and now it's probably like my top genre right i guess i'm proving my own point wrong here because i'm starting to think oh well kendrick lamar is fucking huge and he, he is he's not doing that i'm thinking about those rap songs that are just like the the ones that these people that come in and out you never hear from them again and it's just songs oh, that's like a six nine even though he got out yeah. after snitching yeah. and he's still Apparently he's still dominating. What's up with that? I don't I get. Digress. I don't get that. His story. I read his story in like a Rolling Stone article, and I was like, "What the fuck? This guy had no musical background or whatever." I Not guess he all. had. I guess he had like a little bit of a. Because that is a big thing with rap is that tone of your voice, that recognizable tone. That's or, or isn't that or, interesting? Like you used to be yeah. able to listen to songs and you would know. You'd be like, "Yo, is that so and so? Is that right. so and so?" Now it's like a template now, and it's like this could be anybody. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Now you've got these young, like 20 something rappers that are addicted to all types of crazy pain pills and just like wrecking hotel rooms and getting arrested all the time. And crowd surfing, too. Let's talk about crowd surfing. A lot of people (laughs) into that shit, too, man. Travis Scott, like I see. Yeah, some of these. I mean, that's what I think. It's like metal and hip hop are like a match made in heaven or a match made in hell, honestly. I love it, man. I love the chaos. I'm all about it, man. Uh, Hey, can we talk about Travis Scott for one minute real quick? About um, McDonald's, are we about to dude, talk about McDonald's? We are about to talk about what's, McDonald's. What's the deal with that? Because I see it, and I've never 
really looked into what it was because I see something about uh, Cactus Jack and I'm like, what the fuck is... Here's all I know about Travis Scott is like, I know a few songs, you know, I think they're okay. And and uh, he's, he's not my favorite by far. But first of all, he kids love him because I guess he's on Fortnite. <laughs> uh, so, something with Fortnite made kids really love him. And the McDonald's thing is the most mind blowing thing I've ever seen. So here's the deal. He has some sort of deal with McDonald's and it's not a kid's meal. It's like basically I think it's a quarter pounder and like a Sprite or something. <laughs> and and I think they calls it like a cactus jack meal he put on sale i guess every time he puts something on sale it sells out and whatever but in his merch store it's all mcdonald's related merch like shirts with like the mcdonald's logo on it and like french fries and all kind of stuff and i was and the, the shit is like for a t-shirt's like 48 dollars. for a pair of shorts it's like 72 dollars. and wow, then hell no oh jeez. And, and then if you order it if you order this stuff it takes 15 weeks to get it <laughs> i don't know what the deal is but i guess people buy it like crazy and i just i i He's, a, I guess, he's a genius. But I, I, it's just like one, one of those things. Once again, I feel like I'm in touch with things a lot. But Travis Scott, I, I just, I can't really figure, I can't really figure it out. And I, I want to though. I want to figure it out. I want to know what's Honestly, up. Honestly, I, I couldn't name, I could not name a Travis Scott song if you offered me a million dollars. Sick, sicko oh. mode. Sicko mode. Sicko mode. Oh, yeah. okay. I see the memes about that. I see the meme with the kid from yeah. Polar Express, and he's like, "You want to hear sicko mode?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. That that's all I know about him really. <laughs> so, the one thing that I noticed and, and maybe we can reflect on this a little bit too is like it doesn't feel like Rich Boy quit rap. It just feels like he stopped putting out stuff. I thought you were going to say rap quit him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Much like Bubba Sparks didn't pick rap, the rap life chose him. Uh right. The right. rap life ejected Rich Boy, but it, like I feel like hip hop's one of those genres where, for the most part, it's you and a microphone. You know what I mean? Like I get, I get like when the Beastie Boys stopped because MCA died, or when you know Run DMC quit because Jam Master J died. But when you're just a solo artist, all things considered, like I don't know, I think it's kind of weak that Rich Boy put out like three albums and a couple mixtapes, and then just I, I could maybe ex- maybe that could be explained pretty easy. So so the dude Polo. Polo to Dawn, he is he the dude who made this beat? Is he uh-huh. the okay? Yeah. Well, it's an awesome beat. So and also you you had the the catchy throw some D's tagline to the song. But as far as Rich Boy himself, like he doesn't have that very recognizable voice. I didn't think it, it his tone and everything didn't stand out to me as right. being like, oh, I'm I'm gonna know that's Rich Boy every time I hear him, you know? And I think that's a pretty important thing in rap music if i hear every you know you hear kendrick lamar like oh yeah that's kendrick lamar you hear drake yeah that's drake like you there's no doubt who that is but rich boy like yeah, you like is that like, sylvester stallone rapping what the fuck yeah yeah it's it could be anybody really so i think that would be my explanation is just that this song just had a fucking awesome beat <laughs> and that it was undeniable I, that's I, all it takes right all it takes is an right. awesome beat to, to get a good song i've listened to songs where i love the beat so much that i will stomach the awful lyrics and and, and yeah. the voice it's like beats are everything man yeah for sure i mean and so it makes sense it makes sense that rich boy 
kind of disappeared after this song. I mean, I think he is still putting out music. If that guy that I heard the song from today that wasn't very good was actually Rich Boy, then uh, he's, he's still around. But hey, at least he got to have a hit. Right. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure we'll see him on VH1 soon doing yeah, something. For sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So to wrap this up, we, every every episode, Khalil, we, we decide if the song brought the one hit thunder. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. It, it's it's the rest of their catalog or if that song is just so good that it makes up for the lack in their in the rest of their catalog. The rest of their catalog. Oh, like Cadillac. Cadillac. The rest of their catalog. <laughs> the of the Cadillac. Uh, hey, uh, that's fitting for this song too. Right. Uh, <laughs> I want to throw some D's on that Cadillac. Um, <laughs> or if the song was a one-hit blunder, meaning this dude just got super lucky, had no business having a hit. Uh, this is a tricky one because I do like the song so much as of <laughs> as of when I heard it for the first time. But uh, you know, I- I'll go last, Matt. Matt, you start. One hit. Did he bring the one hit thunder or is this a one hit blunder? I'm going to give him a one hit blunder. Oh. Listening to the back catalog, it it wasn't really anything for me. I mean, really, the most of the credit has to go to the guy with the, the dick pictures on his wall uh, <laughs> because he made the beat. You right. know what I mean? Like for me, my memories of this. And again, like I said, I only discovered it through Girl Talk. This song was a great song for people to be sampling over top of other songs from like a vocal standpoint, but all things considered, I, I wouldn't be like sad if I lived a world that didn't have throw some D's in it. Right. So I'm going to go blunder. I'm going blunder on it. All right, Khalil, uh, thunder or blunder? Definitely thunder, man. I mean, that song, like I say, reminds me of being in 10th grade. Um, it was actually my last year in, in a school before I got homeschooled. So, you know, I have an affinity with that song. But yeah, man, I mean, I definitely, even now, I may even listen to it. I don't remember the last time I, I listened to Throw Some D's on it. I might turn it on after this. I might show my six-year-old and nice. get to see the <laughs> ultimate test. She'll be all about it because it's definitely catchy. I, I give it one hit wonder, man. I, I do enjoy that song. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Khalil on this one. I'm going to give this one thunder. Just, it's brand new to me now. And the, the amount of times I listened to this song in a row this morning, uh, the, just that alone you know, that's the, what a one hit can do. You, I'm yes. sure you guys oh, both yeah. ha- have that experience of like, I still do it. I'm not proud to say I do it, but like you hear a song, you hear it for the first time and it's so good that you listen to it on repeat, like all day to the yep. point where you make yourself fucking sick of it. Well, yep. I felt like I'm going to do that with this song today. So regardless of the rest of his catalog, I'm going to go with thunder on throw some D's. Hell yeah, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, hey, Khalil, thanks for coming on, man. This was fun. Thanks for having Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it, man. Hell yeah, Yo, man. The power's in my hands. I got to control my destiny. I flow effectively. Never known for promoting treachery. Smoke sessions. I be going in like open sesame. No dope or ecstasy. Doing the most is so my specialty. So every now This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Chris Lefalios of the band's Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah. Underneath me, you're hearing Night of the Sentinels off the Creep EP by our guest this week, Khalil Slaughter. Check out his music anywhere that music streaming is available. Let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. You think you're mad?
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are the Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> 